0: Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's continue in Revelation 15. In verse 23, see that every one of us shares in death because of Adam. That, thank you, Grandpa Adam, what we inherited from you was death. From Christ, we can all be made alive. Verse 23 says, but each in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, afterward, at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So, the second coming of Christ, what is that exactly? I'm going to make the case that this is Revelation 19. This is the coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ. Because what the second coming means can be confusing. Is it that there's this thing called the rapture? We're talk about the rapture, and then Christ comes, and those are different events. Are those two one and the same? And what about the day of the Lord? Is that a third event? Or are all three of these the same thing, like the rapture and the return of Christ and and the the second coming and the resurrection and then the like where where does all this fit here is the second coming of Christ I believe that this text leaves no doubt and I saw heaven open and there before me this is revelation 19:11 and there before me was a rider on a white horse its rider was called faithful and true with justice he judges and wages war his eyes were like a fiery flame many crowns were on his head He had a name written that no one knows except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. Remember the Gospel of John began? He is the Word. The armies that were in heaven followed him on white horses wearing pure white linen. A sharp sword came from his mouth so that he might strike the nations with it. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will also trample the winepress of the fierce anger of God. God the Almighty. He has a name written on his robe and on his thigh, King of kings and Lord of lords. That is Jesus. I believe it's abundantly clear. Revelation 19, verses 11 through 16, describes the second coming of Christ. So when we come back to chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, verse 23, but each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits afterwards, at his coming those who belong to Christ then comes the end verse 24 so when you when you see in revelation 15 the second coming of Christ i believe you're seeing revelation 19 evoked i believe the revelation 19 is so abundantly clear it could be no doubt that is jesus showing up on the scene it's incredible to behold in the gospels he rode to jerusalem on the foal of a donkey to be slain in Revelation 19, he rides on a war horse in order to slay. It's very clear, and it's quite majestic, and it's rightly a little terrifying, especially if you're on the force, forces of evil. So when we see second coming of Christ, that's what I want you to think of. It's Revelation 19. That's what I see in the text. This is a really beefy passage. We're going to continue talking about it. I'm going to talk a little bit more tomorrow about the hierarchy of Christ within creation, both in his life on earth and now as he's ascended to the throne, we're going to look up some Hebrews. So, uh, you know, crack your mental knuckles because we have got a lot to cover here. But that's what I wanted to introduce today is Revelation 19. I believe that describes the second coming of Christ. Is that the day of the Lord? Is that the rapture? What does that word rapture mean? We're going to talk more about that this weekend. This text is absolutely mind-blowing. And again, like we talked about yesterday, I want you to take hope in it because it puts everything under the feet of Christ. And I can think of no one better to rule and to reign than my Jesus. There's hope, my friend, no matter how crazy your day is, no matter how nuts like the world scene is, all of it's going to be placed at the feet of Jesus one day.